0: thing in the book of matthew chapter 5 on friday i was speaking on i was speaking on uh uh that's luke chapter in luke chapter 22 where jesus said to peter the devil has desired to have you but i have prayed for you he says but when he says he says but i prayed for you and he says and when you are converted do what strengthen thy brethren who had such an explosive moment, explosive time on Friday. And let's see what God would say to us today. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 is very, very a beautiful, um, uh, very beautiful passage of the scripture. I've preached on this before, if you remember. But the way I preached on it, the last time I preached on it was I preached on each verse per service. Per service, I preached on one verse. But today, let me just see how far we can go. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, And seeing the multitude, it's on the board, And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. Verse 2. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. All right. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. The word revile means, I think insult or something like that. Insult you and persecute you and shall say all oh, manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Verse 12. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they the prophets which were before thee. Alright, the next one. He had the salt of the earth but if the salt have lost is ever where well rich are we be salted and all that. Amen. God bless this world. Hallelujah. Amen. So um, I want us to look, let me just take a bit of time to just teach. I'll teach then by the grace of God, then I can preach in few minutes will be done so we can go get ready for tomorrow. Amen. All right, go back to verse one again. Go back to verse one. Verse one, the Bible says Jesus went up to a mountain and he went up and seeing the multitude he went up to him into a mountain and when he was set his disciples came unto him all right so verse 2 says and he opened his mouth and taught them so this beatitude is actually teaching and not a preaching all right so it's imperative for us to um, when we deal on this it's imperative for us to do it as a teaching and not a preaching because that's exactly what jesus did he taught them he taught his disciples. Actually, when I looked at this, um, uh, it 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 was it was a teaching Jesus gave to his disciples and to the multitude as well. So this was a teaching for both the believers and for the unbelievers, because this teaching was given to the disciples and was given also to the congregation, was given also to the pastors was given also to everybody that was available which means even the blind the lame the maimed and all of that that came to the place the smokers the drunks and all that that came the message was given to each and every one of them so every meet every every line that i'll be teaching on today actually would have something to do with every one of us and it will be very important that we it's very important that we take to heart whatever god will teach us so that as we go into next year We go into nest here on a high note. We're going to nest here on a sweet spirit. We're going to nest here beautifully in order not to miss any of the things that God would want us to have. Amen. Any of the things God would want us to have, it will be important that we don't miss it. We mustn't miss anything for next year, because next year is loaded. Next year is full. Next year has already been has already been planned and built and prepared and arranged for everyone that will come into next year with a beautiful and a beautiful and a high note in order to actualize whatever is necessary for your life. Alright, verse 3. The Bible taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. So, let's take it one after the other very quickly. Blessed are the pure. The first thing we have to, blessed are the poor, the first thing we have to look at is uh, the word blessed and poor. Let's look at the word blessed and poor. Blessed and poor. Blessed and poor. You see, when a person has got a lot of money, what we say is that the person is blessed, isn't it? That's what we say. That person is so blessed. Wow, she just bought a nice car. She's so blessed. Wow, she just got a good house. Wow, she's so blessed. Wow, she just got promoted at work. She's so blessed. Wow, everything is working well for her. Everything is working well for him. He's so blessed. But now you see, Jesus is now putting the word blessed and poor together. What do you have to think about that? What do you have to say about that? For Jesus to put blessed and poor together. Why would Jesus put blessed and poor together? Why would he put blessed and poor? He says, blessed are the poor, blessed are the poor, blessed are the poor, blessed are the poor. Which means that blessing is not necessarily something tangible blessing is not necessarily the car the house the money the, the 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 everything that you that you have blessing is not necessarily that but blessing those things are a product of the blessing all right blessing is not something tangible blessing is a mantle can I get an amen blessing is a mantle blessing is a spirit that is impacted into you blessing is an anointing that comes on you It is not something tangible that I can see. I can call my car a blessing, but what I'm actually saying or what I actually mean is my blessing has got me this car. I may call my shoe a blessing, but I'm not saying that my shoe is the blessing. But I'm saying that the blessing has got me my shoes. You know, you know. Just because we cannot always, you know, explain it to, to say, um, you know, uh, my blessing got me this, my blessing got me that. We just generally say, "Wow, I'm blessed with a shoe," or "I am blessed with a car." No, you have already been blessed before the shoes came but the blessing had to because what the blessing does is that when the blessing comes it has different avenues and different apertures that the bless that it releases things to you from this aperture, it can release money. From that one, it can release divine health. From that one, it can release this. It releases everything. So, blessing in its in 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 a, in a, in a general sense is called the combo or the hub of every good thing. The hub of every good thing that will happen to you is called the blessing. So if you see a person that does not have money, you see a person that does not have a house, you see a person that does not have a job, that person can still be blessed. A blessed person may not have anything at the moment, but that does not mean the person is not blessed. And you may not have what you have been praying for now. You may not have the money in your account. You may not have, you know, nice shoes and nice clothes and nice perfume on. But that does not mean that you are not blessed. You are blessed by God. But the thing is, the blessing has not yet fetched you money. The blessing has not yet fetched you a nice shoe. The blessing has not yet, but that doesn't mean you are blessed. That you're able to sleep and wake up is a sign of blessing. That you're able to comb your hair, brush your own teeth and wear your own clothes, that's a blessing. That you're able to do things for yourself, that's a blessing. That you're able to talk, walk, move and do everything, that's a blessing. That is a product of the blessing alright, that, listen, that I am able to stand and walk, that is not necessarily the blessing, but it's a product of the blessing. That I'm able to do what I am doing right now, it is not because of anything, but it's because of I am blessed and the blessing is manifesting in me. So, I can lack money, but I I'm still blessed. Uh, You you know, sometimes that is why you must not. uh, You, you, we don't measure ourselves with other people based on the tangibility of things that we see. We don't measure ourselves with people. The Bible said, "Bless." The Bible said, "Those that uh, compare themselves with themselves are not wise." We don't compare ourselves with one another because that person drives a big car and that person lives in a bigger house or that person wears nice and that person and all that. We don't compare. We don't compete in that sense. Because that is not really what the blessing is. Watch, 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 watch this. You might be driving a bigger car, and I'm driving a small car, but I am more blessed than you are. You didn't get what I just said. You might be you might be having a big house, and I have a mukuku, and I'm I'm still more blessed than you are, because with a measure, we don't measure. Watch me, watch me. There is what we call Blessing, and that's what we call opportunity because you can be blessed, but you don't have the opportunity yet to make all that other people have to acquire all that other people have. They have the opportunity, maybe they were born with golden spoon, silver spoon, or whatever you may call it, or maybe their father was very wealthy, or maybe opportunity came on them because the Bible said, Bless, The Bible said, The race is not to the sweet, the bread is not to the wise, and wisdom. Um, is not to men of skills and order but time and chance so you can be blessed in one area in every area but the time for a certain thing has not come before david became the king of israel he was first anointed and he had to wait for 25 years before he could become the king you hear what I say he was a blessed anointed but for him to assume the position of kingship he had to wait for 25 years it took Joseph about 25 years as well for him to become the prime minister of Egypt he had a dream he was blessed with a dream but the dream never came to fruition until he had to go through all the rigorous roads that he went through and it took him close to 20 something years for him to assume that position so I can be blessed and i I don't have the opportunity yet that you have i can be blessed and i don't have the opportunity that you are enjoying at the moment but it's only a matter of time very soon i'm gonna get there so when jesus said blessed are the poor it means that poor people can be blessed too Alright, now you may say, but it means blessed at the point in spirit, but the word poor is still poor. Whether in spirit or in the flesh is still poor. But when Jesus used the word in spirit, Jesus was actually talking about people who have very in the spirit they are very humble they are very broken or broke in the spirit when i say broken i mean you are broken in the spirit in such a way that you cannot even lift a finger to hit a person that hurt you you cannot lift a finger to do evil to someone that does not like you you cannot even if you have the opportunity to do them evil you can do them evil because you are poor in spirit. Another word for that is you are helpless in spirit. You can't do certain things because the word of God has your hands. Even if there are certain things that you want to do, you can do it because you are poor in spirit. Whether poor in the spirit or poor in the flesh, that even in the physical realm, you don't have nothing around you, but you have Jesus. But you go to church, but you pray, you love the Lord, and you know the word, though. You don't have nothing. The Bible still says you are blessed. So it means I can lack some basic things and still be blessed. I I can lack some basic... Oh, thank Thank you, Jesus. One of the signs, Labo Shataya. Thank you, Lord. The Lord just spoke to me. He said, one of the signs that you are blessed is your ability to talk to God and God hears you if you can talk to God and God hear your prayer is a sign that you are blessed if you can cry to God and God hears you if you can speak to God and God hears it means you are blessed am I talking to somebody let me take you back to the Old Testament in the Old Testament you have no right to talk to God for yourself you have no right to ask God for anything for yourself if there is anything you need you got to go to the priest if there is anything you need the priest will have to go for you As a matter of fact, if there is any sin, if there is any sin that you have committed against God, if there's anything you've done to God, you got to wait until a priest arrives with a sheep, a ram, or a dove based on your financial capability that they will have to make some necessary sacrifice for you in order for an atonement for your sin. So the priest will have to stand for you before your sins can be forgiven. As a matter of fact, even about the priest, about 30,000 priests are gathered and one will be chosen after every once every year to go into the temple to make atonement for the people. And out of the 30,000, rope is tied on that particular one that goes in because he can die in there but what a privilege what a blessing that I can talk to God in my bedroom for myself what a blessing that I can talk to God anywhere that I am for myself that is a great blessing for you to be able to talk to God any time of the day you don't have to wait on the priest to come help you you don't have to wait for nobody after one year to come speak on your behalf you can talk to God any time of the day and the lord will hear you somebody say i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm blessed i am blessed i am blessed don't look at what i have or what i don't have to determine how blessed i am don't look at what i've gathered or what i haven't gathered to determine how blessed i am i may have not gathered nothing but i'm still blessed if i'm able to talk to god for myself that's a sign that i am crazily blessed now the Bible says, "What happens? What happens to those who are? What happens to the poor in the spirit?" The Bible said "For dias." Somebody said, "Dias." Come and say it again. Say, "Dias." Aya la Say, "Say dias." Say dias. In you know other words, I am. Four, which means I got nothing, I don't have nothing physical that you see, but because I am a child of God in the realm of the spirit, I am not broke. In the realm of the spirit, I bear everything that makes the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom belongs to me. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means for you to be able to lay hands on the sick and they recover? that's a blessing my sister that's a blessing my brother that that you pray unto god and god hears you is a sign that you are blessed for this is the kingdom of heaven hey i may not have a house but thank god i have the kingdom of heaven I feel an excitement in my spirit already. You can't compare a mansion with mansions. Ah, Jesus said in my father's house are many mansions. So you have one or two mansions but I got mansions. In fact I don't have just mansions I have the estate. I have the kingdom of heaven so everything in the kingdom of heaven is mine. Somebody say I'm not that poor. I'm not that poor. I am the blessed of the Lord. I may not have what you think that I should have, but I'm the blessed of the Lord. And don't laugh at me for what I don't have. I'm the blessed of the Lord because I am poor in spirit. I don't have a retaliation spirit. I don't, I don't, I give everything over to God, and that is why I am poor in spirit. But God takes up the battle from me. Thank you, sir. That is what God every time that you commit your life to God God does not only give you things physical he gives you things spiritual as well and can I tell you the devil does not respect you because of the kind of car that you drive he respects you because you own the kingdom of heaven when you own the kingdom of heaven he knows how powerful you are somebody say I own the kingdom of heaven rush this go to verse 4 go to verse 4 let me let me let me rush this let me rush this if if I want to talk on this one I can just preach on this for the next two hours but the Bible says blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted you know there's a name we call the Holy Ghost we call the Holy Ghost the Paracletus and the Paracletus he means he's the comforter he's the one that comforts me when my heart is broken he's the one that comforts me when I get lost when I am confused he's the one that comforts me he's the one that keeps my bones so that none is broken when I am baby says when my soul is overwhelmed within me lead me to the rock that is higher than now. he said blessed a day that mourn which means if you're here you are mourning if you're here you are in pain if you're here you have a problem if you're here here you have an affliction That is making you to mourn The Bible say blessed are you Don't laugh at me when I cry Because a crying man can be a blessed man too I'm crying right now, but I'm blessed I'm crying right now, but I'm blessed I'm weeping right now, but I'm blessed I'm in pain right now, but I'm blessed Do you know when we look at people who are crying We always go to them to tell them, sorry We try to sympathize with them We try to pay them condolence visit To tell them, don't worry uh, God will give you another one. Don't worry. But the Bible says a man who is crying is blessed. So instead of you going to tell him sorry, he should even be the one telling you sorry. You didn't hear what I just said? Let me demonstrate this. Mr. Nyatela is crying. Oh God, I've lost. I've lost my house I've lost my car I've lo- so I I come like a man who's got it all together and I come and say and please um, don't cry don't worry don't worry it will be okay don't worry and he turns at me and he says, no I'm not crying because of what I've lost I'm crying because I don't know what God is doing in my life i'm even more blessed than you are ah, what do you mean i have everything together no it's not about having everything together I might, this is what it means it means that a man that is crying can be more blessed than a man that is laughing a man that is on Lexus can be more blessed than a man with lexus that's what it means a man that can that have all food there are all kinds of food on the table can the man that does not have no food can be more blessed than that man why because now the man has got all the food but he's got diabetes oh. so he's got all the money to buy every kind of food but doctors told him don't eat rice don't eat chicken don't eat pap don't eat this don't eat that Don't. that's not a blessing amen and amen but you that, that 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 does not have all the money, but you can eat whatever you want to eat, that's a blessing. Somebody say even though I mourn, say come and say even though I mourn, I am still the blessed of the Lord. Say even though I mourn, I am still the blessed of the Lord. So when you see people crying, don't just assume hey they are finished. No. <laughs> Because the Bible says... The Bible says weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Because you you might you might look at the person is crying in the night and you say okay all right all right and you go to sympathize and all that and you say oh you've lost everything oh sorry sorry and you go home. The next day you meet the person he's actually giving you a khaki, telling you thank you for coming to pay a condolence visit and you're wondering what happened. The Bible says weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning, which means everything you lose at night, you will recover in the day. For they shall be comforted. The Paracletus, the Holy Ghost himself knows how to suit your pain. Come on, let's go to the next verse. Verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Who is a meek man? A meek man or a meek woman is not a weak man, is not a weak woman. Meek people are not weak. They might be like quiet and gentle, but they are not weak. Somebody may look at you and see how slow you are and all of that and try to destroy you not knowing that The Bible says, for they shall inherit the earth. Which means, if I am meek, and I'm here, and uh, you try to displace me because of my weakness, the Bible says, I will inherit the earth, even the earth where you are in, on or in. Did Did I say it correctly? What I mean is, um okay let me let me do this hold this for me now this is this is a cell phone give me the cell phone thank you sir for giving me the cell phone now i am meek very meek and quiet and calm and sweet and nice then this man comes and say give me back that cell phone give me back that cell then he takes just the cell phone from me because of my meekness you know what the bible says the Bible says, I shall inherit the earth, even where he's standing. You know what I was telling, bro? Now go to heaven and stay there. Because this earth, the Lord has given it to me. Now, what that means is somebody can take the little thing that they gave you assuming that they've taken everything. Not knowing that you have bigger. You have you have bigger things that money cannot buy. That as soon as you take it, it's a problem. Am I talking to somebody here? It's just like somebody, you know, telling God, Lord, you know what? Lord, give me back everything you took from me and all that. And God gives you. And God says, okay, after I give you everything, I'm taking back my breath. And he takes back the bread from you. With the bread, it's more important than anything because you need the bread in order for you to acquire whatever you have. Can I get an amen? Alright, let's go to the next one. I'm rushing this. I'm rushing. Blessed are day for they Blessed are they which hunger and taste after righteousness for they shall be filled. What does it mean to hunger and taste after righteousness? To hunger and taste after righteousness means that your heart beats for right things. Your heart beats for right things. You are hungry for righteousness. Your heart beats for the right things. Watch me, watch me. Your heart beats for the right things. Your heart always wants to do the right things. You know, sometimes you can, you can sleep and make certain errors and certain mistakes, but your heart beats for the right things. You, you just want to do the right things. Like Paul would say, I want to do right but evil is present with me every time I try to do it the right way I always see myself doing it the wrong way your heart beat you are hungry for righteousness everything that makes God happy your heart beats for it all you want is for God to be excited you just want God to be happy your heart beats for righteousness that is when you have a deep hunger for righteousness deep hunger to serve God deep hunger to do the things of God am I talking to somebody blessed are they that a hunger and taste for righteousness that is why you don't write nobody off even if they are fallen you don't write them off because you don't know the state of their mind because while they are going down their heart could be sick Hard after God, their heart could be hungry for righteousness, their heart could be hungry for God, they could be seeking for God once in a while. They sleep and fall, don't stone them yet, don't kill them yet. Because as they are falling, their heart will pick them up again. Am I talking to somebody here? When your heart is hungry for God. You say, God, I want to live right, Lord. I want to make you happy, Lord. I don't want to mess things up, Father. Help me and keep me together. And once in a while, you drop, but God said, "Blessed are they that hunger for this, shall be filled." Do you know what that means? It means that when, when you say, let me use him again for, uh, you know, when he says, when he says, I am. Say, I have everything I want, I have everything I want. I, I, I have everything, everything I'm looking for. I have it, I have it, I have it, I have it. Then he's looking at me because I'm hungry and I look like this, and I'm hungry, and it's like, okay, let me give you one piece of bread and, and let me just give you this. Let me while he's doing that, and me, I'm hungry for righteousness. The Bible says that righteousness will pay me more than him, than whatever he has. Because the Bible says, When I hunger after righteousness, I shall be filled. And when we the Bible uses the word feed, it does not specifically tell us what we shall be filled with. But it says every time you seek to do righteousness, God fills you up with even things you never hungered for come on let me say it one more time let me say it one more time that's what the Bible says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every the Bible did not say and every other thing you sought or every other thing you seek shall be found no he said just seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added unto you which means as I seek hard after God what God does for me is that God fills me up with the things I never prayed for the things I I never sought for the things i never asked for god fills me up with those things because what i want is to please him I, am i talking to somebody here I, I know there are some of you in this place looking at me right now you know how much you just want to make god happy you know how much you know you you don't like you don't like smoking but uh, your heart hates it you want to quit you, your heart hungers for god you, you 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 don't want it you know a cigarette can kill you but but, but, but but you just can't help it. You hunger for God. The Bible says that after seeking for righteousness, you shall be filled. In other words, if you need deliverance out of that habit, God will bring you out of it. Whatever is lacking in your life can be found when you seek hard after righteousness. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Alright, let's go to the next one. Let me rush it. Let me go to the next one. Verse, verse seven. Blessed are the merciful. Merciful. The word merciful does not necessarily mean just having mercy on somebody, but it means to be full of mercy. Mercy is not an act. Mercy is a lifestyle. Mercy is a spirit. Mercy is a quality of life given to you. That your heart is full of mercy. Those that you are given stone to stone. But you look at them. Mercy. And you know what? Mercy is the attitude of God. Yes, mercy is the attitude of God. God is a God of mercy. That's why David says, surely goodness and what and mercy shall follow me. These are not just things. These are spirit of God that follows us everywhere we go. So when you have This spirit of mercy, which means you handle, you handle things with mercy. Am I talking to someone? The people that you are, that you can kill, you have the power, the right to kill them, but you don't kill them because you are merciful. You are, you are full of mercy. The Bible says when you are mercy, you shall do what? You shall obtain mercy. Don't ask God for forgiveness. Don't ask God for mercy. Don't ask God for anything. If you have not yet received mercy, you have not yet been merciful, your heart has not yet been broken or melted. The Bible says if you want mercy from God, you gotta give mercy first. In other words, even if I don't have the ability, I just have to force myself and push myself to give mercy to someone so that i can obtain mercy am i talking to somebody here for me to obtain mercy i gotta give mercy for me to obtain compassion i gotta give compassion for me to obtain love i gotta give love whatever i need i got to give it first if I want money, what do I do? I give money to. Anything I'm looking for, I have to give it to. When I give to somebody, that's why the Bible says in Luke chapter 6 verse 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, praise down, shaking together, running over shall men give unto your bosom. Look at somebody say, I have mercy on you. Look at somebody say, I love you. Look at somebody say, what do you want? i give to you. Whatever you're looking for, I'll give to you because I want God. I want God to, to have mercy on me. I, I want God to have mercy on me. Am I talking to somebody here? The woman was caught in the very act of adultery. And the Bible said they wanted to stone her. And Jesus came and said, If you have, if you know that you have not done anything evil, be the first to cast the stone. And everybody left. And Jesus looked at her. He said, Neither do I condemn you. Go and show other people mercy. Go and show other people compassion. If I want them, Jesus healed the man that was blind. And he said, Go and show people how good God has been to you in other words if God has been good to me I got to also pass it over to somebody if God has been merciful to me I gotta pass it over to somebody am I talking to somebody in here somebody needs to rise up today and say Lord bless me with the spirit of mercy am I talking to somebody bless me with a heart of mercy let me have mercy on people let me have compassion on people let me love people unconditionally Lord let me love people. Let me love people. I, I want you to love me, but Lord, I want to love people too. Am I talking to somebody here? What you can give to somebody, God can give to you in abundance. Watch this. I love this one. Let me say this one quickly. Blessed are the merciful for they shall do what obtain. It is said they shall be rewarded. Eh? They shall be, or they shall work for mercy before mercy shall be given to them. No, he said they shall obtain. In other words, watch this. This is what it means to obtain. If I have mercy on my daughter, what I can do after having mercy, I say, I have mercy on you. What do I do? I go and obtain my mercy. In other words, as soon as I have mercy on you, automatically my mercy is released. So what do I do? I go and now obtain my mercy. As easy as that. Lord, I have forgiven her. Therefore, I also receive my forgiveness. Do you know? Let me say this to you. This might sound religiously wrong for religious mind. But do you know that when you sin against God, when you sin against God, when you offend God, do you know that when you go to God, you go humbly to God, you are going there to obtain. Lord, I am sorry for what I have done. I came for my mercy, Lord. I came for my forgiveness. That according to Scripture, the Bible says, "If any man sin, we have an advocate. That is an advocate already calling on for your for your deliverance. So anytime there is something, that's why you don't stay in your wrongs. Never stay in your wrongs. Never, never, never nurse your wrongs. Am I talking to somebody here? Never. Stay Stay in your wrongs when you've done it, just move out of it. I know, I know you fell into sexual sin, but you don't have to stay there and keep doing it again and again. You gotta rise up from there and move and make sure you go obtain your mercy and take back your confidence and keep working for the Lord. The enemy wants to judge you and condemn you and kill you. But, 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 but the mercy of God that speaks for you, the things you at all times. Go to verse 8. Verse 8. Blessed are the pure in the heart, for they shall see God. Someone say pure in heart. Somebody say, somebody say conscience. Say it again. Say conscience. Say it one more time. Say conscience. When your, when your conscience is right before God, when your, when your heart is right before God, your heart is pure. Am I talking to somebody here? Your heart is pure. You hold no grudge against anybody. You don't think evil of people. You don't pray evil to happen to people. No, your heart is pure. Am I talking to somebody here? Let me tell you, eh? the only time, see, the only time you can pray judgmental prayer is on witches and wizards. Not a fellow sister that hurt you, not a fellow brother that offended you. Maybe your brother did something bad to you and start praying, Lord killer, Lord killer. That's witchcraft. Eh, 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 don't do that. Lord, how could she do this? Kill him. Kill her. No, that's witchcraft. Uh-uh. the only time you are permitted because the Bible says suffer not the wish to live is for witchcraft. Never pray for your sister or your brother to die. Never pray for anything bad to happen to anybody. Maybe because you just had a little misunderstanding you start praying let the person die. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. The Bible says blessed are the pure. Your heart must be pure before God and before man. You must have a living conscience. When you are wrong say I am wrong. When you are right? Say, I am I talking to somebody here. Your conscience must be pure, your heart must be pure. You know what you know how you know the people that God justifies? God justifies the people with a clean heart. Then he says in Psalms 24. He says in Psalms 24, verse 1. He said he said, He said, The act is the laws and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the waters and established it upon the floor. Then when you read that, he said, Who shall stand in the place of the Lord. Who shall abide in his holy hills. He that has a clean hands and a pure heart. A clean hand and a pure heart. Your hands must be clean and your heart must be pure. In order for God to justify you. Am I talking to somebody here? When your heart and and your mind and your hands are clean God knows how to justify you. Am I talking to somebody here? I came to talk to everybody in this place. Who needs God to stand on your, on your behalf? That God is going to justify you. That God is going to keep you. That God is going to preserve you. It doesn't matter how damn cast you are. God knows how to justify you. Am I talking to somebody here? See, your heart can be pure and your actions can go wrong. You can have a good intention. All right. Let me, let me, let me give you, let me give you this now. The Bible says, watch this. The Bible says that Moses was told by his mother that the Egyptians were not his people. His people were the Israelites. Am I talking to somebody else? The people, his people were the Israelites. So his intention was to kill the Egyptians and do what? And save the Israelites. But his action was wrong. The way he did it was wrong because that was not how God wanted him to do it. So he went to Midian and was asking God, ah, I thought you want to deliver me, use me to deliver the children. God said, no, this is not how you're going to do it. I want to do mass burial, mass burial for the Egyptians. Because if you want to kill them one after the other, how much are you going to kill? How long will that take you before they catch up with you? Am I talking to you? So let your heart be pure. Let your heart be pure when you have a pure heart, God will defend you. Can I move from that one? Okay, the Bible says For they shall do what they shall see God. When we say they shall see God, it does not mean that God will appear physically to them. You will see God move in your behalf, you will see God move in your behalf, you will see God bless you, you will see God open doors, you will see God do amazing things for you, you will see God do crazy things that you you start seeing. God, you know what Job said. Job says, I have heard of you, but now I have seen not because God appeared physically to Job, but because God began to restore everything that Job lost. Whatever you lose and God restores, you have seen God. That is your testimony because you have seen God. When God manifests in your life, you have seen God. When God heals your body, you have seen God. When God lifts you from the dungeon, you have seen God. When God wipes your tears, you have seen God. Am I talking those? I'm Russian. Let's go to the next verse. Next verse. So if you want to see God, let your heart be pure. All right. The blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Peacemakers. Chai. Not peace givers. There is difference between peace givers and peacemakers. Peace givers are people who come to give peace. But peacemakers, see, they come to give peace where there is a possibility of peace. Where there is a ground for peace, they come to give peace. But peacemakers, even where there is no sign of peace at all, they construct peace. They manufacture peace. They are peace creators. They make it. Where there is no peace, they know how to... One time I prayed and I say, Lord, make me a peacemaker where there is no peace at all no sign of peace at all Lord, help me to be a manufacturer of peace see what happens eh? when you become a manufacturer of peace when you enter a place when you get into a place peace automatically comes because of the grace that you carry you become a manufacturer of peace. You don't even have to say it for it to happen, but by your presence, peace is created. They shall be called what? Children of God. In other words, for anyone who goes through the first one, that is a title, not just a title, but a glory, not just a glory, but a reward. Not just a reward, but a power attached to his name. Do you know what it means to be called children of God? Do you know that is the that is do you know that it is more it is more powerful and more honorable to be called a child of God than to be called the child of Donald Trump and, and, and Mr. Putin of Russia? Do you know do you know? Do you know it's more important to be called a child of God than to be called the son of Buhari of Nigeria? Do you know that it's more important? to be called a child than to be called the son of Bill Gates of America? Do you know it is more important to be called a child? Some of us don't know how important that name is to say I am a child of God. I saw something, I saw, I saw a picture somewhere, and here was the guy holding a ticket, and he got to the gate, and the security man asked him, why are, you, why are you holding the the, the The ticket of a child, he said, because I'm a child of God. (laughs) Amen and amen. So you need to understand that it is more important to be called a child of God than to be called the son of a millionaire. When you are a child of. God, you 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 gain access, you gain authority, you gain power everywhere you go. Am I talking to somebody? Somebody say I'm a, I'm, a I'm a child of God, 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 I'm a child, I'm a child of God. The Bible says, okay, go to the next verse, go to the next verse, the next verse, verse 10, verse 10. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of God. You want to you want the kingdom of God to be yours? You want the kingdom of God to be yours? Why are you running away from persecution? At work, you are trying to hide your identity so they don't persecute you. Uh, them, no, the Bible says you don't buy the kingdom of heaven with money for you to own the kingdom of God you have to be persecuted. That is your ticket of ownership. You want to own the kingdom of God? Let Be persecuted. Be persecuted. I'm telling you, do you know that the disciples, when they were persecuted, they were happy. They were happy. Wow, we were persecuted for the name of the Lord. Wow, we took bullets. for They were excited because they understood the reward behind it. There is always a reward. Listen, God will never put you under pressure if he does not have pleasure for you. God will never put you under pressure if he does not have treasure for you. Any time you find yourself having to fight on the behalf of God, every time you find yourself taking bullets in the name of the Lord, the Bible says the kingdom of God is yours. yours. It's yours. So if you have never been persecuted before, please look for persecution. Jesus that persecuting me, now persecute me, persecute me, please. I've not been persecuted. And when they persecute you, the Bible said this is the kingdom of God. You have the kingdom. Wait for peace. Okay, let's go to the next verse. Please let me let me jump this one. Let me jump. He said, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you, insult you, and persecute you. And shall say all manner of evil against you. But it has to be false. It has to be what? It has to be false. See, when... You know, let me tell you something. You know there's something I've I've realized there? (laughs) Some Some people are somehow... What's this? When a person is at fault. What's this? When a person does wrong. The person wants to choose how he should be treated. That's evil, oh. That's wrong. Very wrong. You are wrong, and you want to choose how you. Sh- no, uh-uh. any treatment they give you, take it, accept it. Someone, someone, not in this church, somewhere. Someone committed, committed a uh, uh, sexual sin. And the church, or I don't know whoever, according to what she was saying, the church persecuted her, or they there was a punishment for her, she got angry. See, so is, is it not only fornication, only fornication I did. That's what they are doing. I said, eh, only no, 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 no. You don't choose how, all you ask for is mercy. I'm telling you, like let's say, if you're here, you're a young person and you're not, you've not, uh, you don't have a child yet, or you have a child, it's fine, you are not married. But I mean, now you're a young person trying to survive, get life, and all of a sudden you become pregnant, and you want everybody to say, "Ooh, you're pregnant! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord!" No, sir. Some people will look at you somehow. You don't have to feel bad. It's normal. You don't have to choose when something like that happens. You don't have to choose how you should be treated. Some people would look at you and say, It's fine. Some people can misunderstand you, it's okay. Some people can say it's fine. If you are at fault, just accept. I'm not talking to somebody here. There's no need trying to know. Just accept your wrong. And if they say we want to knock your head, okay. If they say we want to hit, okay, accept it. Some people, like, I'm telling you. Thank you, sir. You understand me. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, you don't choose. You don't choose your punishment. No. You don't choose. If you had fault, some people just look at you. No, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Let's say, you come to church, you wear mini skirt. I mean, you wear mini skirt that you have to be acting like like a stroke patient all the time. And trying to draw and all that. And people look at you somehow, you are angry. Why did you wear like that to church in the first place? You can't say no. The way they look at me in church, I don't like it. How can they, how won't they look at you? The way you're scared is so short. In fact, if they, even if they're not looking at you, but the way you're always pulling this out, but they're wondering, is it for shock or happening or oh, that is, are you having spe- no, see, it's just no. You don't choose. How? Praise the Lord. You don't. Some will say, No, that's my character. Hey, I don't care what people say. Please, if it's bad, change it. I'm telling you, no, no, this is how I was born. No, that's how I talk. No, no, if it's bad, change it. I to do somebody here. That's, that's, that's what some ladies when they get angry they break television at home they break everything at home and you ask them why? Say, no so you don't choose how to be treated when you are wrong accept you are wrong that's the first thing the bible says if we say we have no sin we are liars all we all we have all done one or two bad, 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 bad things. Never intentionally do anything that is against God and against man. Never. Never. Sometimes you can be trying to do it the right way, but it meanders and goes the wrong way. Never intentionally. So when people, when people, when people are talking and you're angry, eh, okay, no, 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 that's not your, you don't have a right there. You don't have a right. You don't have a right. Let me tell you, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, this is me, I'm telling you me now. I really don't have problems, all right? I really don't have problems. Watch me, I'm telling you from the depth of my heart. I really don't have problems when, people misunderstand me. I don't have a problem. Never. I don't also have a problem when people maltreat me because of what their perception of me. I don't have a problem. See, that's how you think of me. That's your perception of me. It is my responsibility to make it right or to prove right or to... See, you don't have to know. See, this life is very easy life is very easy you perceive me that i'm a bad person i don't have to maybe because you've seen me in one night's corner place and i say hey, prophet what are you doing here say, eh, eh. so you have it so you understand even though i was not doing wrong but my you know the way i'm doing and all that you can see that so you have it wrong it is my responsibility to prove it to you isn't it no you don't have to fight You don't have to, you don't have to, no. The Bible says, blessed are you. When men shall revile you, the word revile means to insult you. Insult you. I was reading the Bible one day, this thing shocked me. One day David was walking. He was walking on the street. And a man looked at him and started cursing him. David, you are stupid. David, you are mad. David, you are that. His name is Shimei. David, you are this. David, you are that. You know what David, one of David's strong men, did? He said, Let me go and cut off the head of this dog. David said, No. The Lord has permitted him to curse me. Let me take it. Hi. Did I read that scripture? I cried. So God has permitted. He said, because if God has not permitted this, this person will not be cursing me. This person will not. So David accepted it. But along the line, if you read down, Shimei was killed also for insulting David. Praise the Lord. So, the Bible says, "And shall say all men of evil against you falsely for my sake. Now, look at what the Bible says. The Bible says we should do. The Bible says, uh, the Bible says in the next verse, verse, verse 12. Give me verse 12. Rejoice. Hey, uh, uh, God, why now? <laughs> he didn't say be joyful. He said rejoice. Eh? There is a difference between being joyful and being rejo- and rejoice. The word rejoice, the word re, the prefix re is like a rewind. When your joy is about to finish, please rewind it. In other words, don't run out of joy. Keep being joyful. Rejoice. Hey, this one, eh? this one is serious. It says, I'm be exceeding glad. You know that words, watch this. When you are glad, what do you do? You are smiling, you are glad. It's mine. But when you are exceeding glad, you are dancing. Exceeding glad. Rejoice and exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. The Bible says, for so persecuted they the prophets that were before you. So you have to rejoice. As a child of God, Jesus said, a master, a servant is not greater than his master. So if they did it to me, they was also do it. Even as a Christian, all of you, all of you sitting here looking at me, you will fight battles. Except you are not a Christian. If you are a Christian, you fight battles. If you are not a Christian, that's fine. In fact, if you have never been persecuted, go and take your Christianity again. If you have never been persecuted, go and take your Christianity again. And can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Let me tell you where your reward comes from. This one is something else. Alright? And this is where your reward comes from. when you are persecuted for righteousness sake you can also lose your reward in the process yes you can lose your reward you can be persecuted and now you start reacting irrationally you can lose your reward in the process let's say let's say i'm persecuted then i carry this one, break, carry that one, break, carry this one, break. Then I become, I lose my reward. That's why the Bible says the attitude when you are persecuted, what is that? It said, number one, be what? Rejoice. Number two, be exceeding glad. Because you can lose your reward in the process via your attitude. Amen. For so persecuted they, the prophets, that were before you. Verse, the next verse, let's, let's close, let's finish in the next verse. Verse 13. Yeah, the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savour, where we shall live be thirsted. You know, you know, you know, one time, one time, something, something happened to me, something happened to me, and somebody said something to me, which was very painful and very hurtful. You know what I did? I went to God and I was like, Lord, um, where did I go wrong? That's what, see, that's what That's what a good person does. When something, when when, you understand? When all of a sudden you start that, go and ask God, where have I gone wrong? What? Don't don't start looking for. uh, No, self introspection. I was asking God, Lord, where have I gone wrong? See, that's the way God will break you, eh? You appear foolish before people. As the way God would deal with you, you appear foolish before people. If God has not broken you yet, you need to undergo that process. I'm telling you. You need to undergo that process of being. For next year, Next year, 2019, we all need to have this attitude of positivity. Have the attitude. Please, if you have, there's anyone that has offended you, anyone that has done something to you, please tell the person before this year is over, give them a call. Tell them, I'm sorry or I forgive you. Let's not go into next year With any pain. Let's not go into next year with any unfriendliness. I was praying last night and the Lord was speaking to me. He said, The church and Christians at large must not go over to next year with the baggage of this year. So many things happened this year. All right. So many things happened this year. Good things, bad things, and all that to you as an individual. But detox before we go into next year hallelujah you know just look for a way to please god and in the process of pleasing god also look for a way to make sure that you don't hurt anybody in case you do it please from the depth of your heart make sure you plead for forgiveness don't try to be right all the time don't try to be right All the time. Don't try to prove a point. Just be a good Christian. From the depth of your heart. You see, as I'm talking to you right now. Heaven bear me witness. That what I'm telling you. Is what he's saying to my spirit. In fact the Lord said to me son. If you want to go far. If you want to go far in life. Learn. Learn to be humble and when you say i'm humble i'm humble i'm humble then god will then put you through the fire just to test humility you know some people say i'm humble i'm humble when god put you through the fire today, that's when we know if truly you are humble or not praise the lord so the bible says we are the salt of the world so you ask yourself now are you the salt or the paper is that pe- you call it paper now, nah? paper is it paper hallelujah let's all try, let's all work hard to please God let's all work hard to please the Lord let's, let's just try as much as possible to please the Lord let's just do whatever we can to please the Lord God Wants to be pleased by us. And can I tell you something? You can't be pleasing God and be displeasing man and you say, no, it doesn't matter. Uh -uh. No. You can't be pleasing God. Now, when I say displeasing man, I don't mean doing, when man wants you to do something wrong, you do it. No. I mean offending people. offending people. You can't. Praise the Lord. Can we all open up our spirit to the Lord today and just ask him for help? Let's just ask ask Jesus for help today. Let's just ask him for help. Look at me, everybody. I'm sure we all want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven too. I don't want to miss heaven. And we all must go to heaven. Let's not miss heaven. Get everything out of the way so that you can continue moving. Just, just get everything out of the way and just move. Thank you, Lord. I love you. Just love Jesus. Just love him. Just love Jesus. love Jesus. Just love Jesus. God want to help us all. This is the beatitude that has to be our attitude. Following hard after God and just loving him. Let the rapture not take place and you miss it. Let Jesus not come now and you miss the rapture. That's all. Just, just keep striving. Before we pray, listen, I was I was just I was looking at the I was looking at the gate of heaven and the gate of hell. I was just trying to make a few research just to check according to Jesus' description he said narrow is the way and straight is the gate that leads to life eternal and only few are found there but broad is the way that leads to destruction and multitude know why? Because when you are going to hell, you are careless. That's when you are going to hell. I don't care attitude. But when you are going to heaven, you watch your step because it's too small. The road is narrow. You watch your steps. And because of how narrow... (laughs) This is it. Because of how narrow it is and people are trying to enter there, you will hit people from time to time. Sometimes you even squeeze squash. There could even be stampede because of how narrow it is. But don't just say, no, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. I don't care what happens. I don't care. No. Mm -mm. You're going to heaven. Please look around you and make sure you are at peace with everyone. Somebody lift up your hands say Lord help me I just want to do your will say Lord I fail from time to time but I just want to do your will help me Lord to serve you and to love you I am sorry Lord for everything I've done to offend you please In the name of Jesus, can we stand up?